Welcome to The Weather of the Mind. I'm your host, Doug Krish. On The Weather of the Mind, we're trying to give you practical approaches to emotional health, practical skills, practical philosophy. Last week, we talked a bit about finding our place in the world, and, and this has opened up, opened up a lot for me, and I'm still really digesting and thinking where to go with this, finding our place in the world. I got some strong reactions from this one. Here's something that one of the re- one of the listeners wrote in to me about the podcast on finding your place in the world. He says, "This podcast is an important one for me because I don't know what I want out of life, but I disagree with the quote from the movie. It is not the worst thing in the world to not know your place. I find my place when I see children and when I see dogs. I enjoy the company of children and dogs. I guess someone might make a profession out of it and then make a meaningful livelihood. So thanks for that. Thanks for writing in. I think that's really quite beautiful. And I think it touches upon a a really important corollary to that podcast. When we talk about finding your place in life, I remember I was talking about finding your place or knowing what's meaningful, what, 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 what orients us in life is like a foundation or, you know, the rock solid foundation in which we build ourselves. And then I corrected myself to say, no, it's better viewed as the rudder to a ship. And I think that is, is the better way that we think of ourselves as, as little ships on the sea versus solid structures, because, the ground and the surface is always changing much more like the ocean and the seas than like land. The movement of water and winds. The movement of water and winds. And maybe our place is is something that changes a lot throughout life as well. I mean, take t- let me talk about myself for an example. So when I started this podcast almost a year ago, I was a teacher. I was teaching at a boys' prison few miles from town here and I was teaching green energy trade skills and it was a it was a worthwhile endeavor but it was stressful and it was exhausting and and once my car broke down and required three thousand four thousand dollars to fix it I said you know what it's time to change courses here you know I was on my boat I wasn't in my rock solid foundation I was in my boat and I said it's time to change course So I adjusted my compass and set sail for a new direction, and I left that job. Now, before I tell you about my new job, I think it's important to think about what remains the same, because we're always going to be engaging with these changing seas and these changing storms all around us and within us. So when we talk about meaning or purpose or direction in life, Maybe we're talking more about our character because our character is what we stand for and what we value and what we try to be every day and perhaps that is what we should focus on. So I took this character of mine and I said, you know what, I like socializing, I like taking care of people, but when I'm teaching, sometimes it's like me against the world. I got very little support from the administration, and I got very little support from the students. It can be very lonely and isolating existence. So I thought about where can I find a job with more camaraderie? I got to take care of myself. I got to thrive better. And that camaraderie is a place where I can thrive and, and really give back to that camaraderie. 
uh, give back to the people. So I, I found myself wandering back towards service jobs. Me and my two brothers, we find ourselves commonly in service jobs. And I'm talking about waitering, bartending, cafe managing. This has become the, the Krish family trades. And it goes back to our mother and, and her incredible skills at making a warm, cozy, comfortable environment for sharing a meal, for enjoying good food, nice lighting, nice ambiance. So this has always been a part of what we have valued. And to have a job where you can share what is innate to you, what you value from your youngest days is very, it's a good opportunity. So while looking for a job, I a job opened up at the local sports bar as a bartender. And this is the same sports bar that was featured in one of the early episodes of the podcast called Places and Their Stewards, where I talked about Aldo Leopold, the environmental steward, who talked about how we have to build a relationship with place and be the stewards and help take care of the environment. In that episode, I talked about the bartender, Scott, who is uh, an exceptional steward of that place. You know, when he comes in to work, he's going to be there in a positive, encouraging force for all who come in. And I am proud to say that I have followed that tradition and joined the bartending crew at the local sports bar. And the opportunity to steward a place for me is really valuable. I guess I stewarded a classroom, but something about the classroom for me, especially with teenagers, the adversarial, not want to be there type of um, anti-authority was very, very draining for me. So to work at a cafe or a restaurant or a bar where people volunteer to come, this is a much more sustainable place for me to steward. So I have been stewarding for the last almost six months now at this bar and I've been meaning to share some reflections and stories on the podcast but I've kept kind of quiet because uh, we've been busy with other things but I think it's really important because a lot of people would say oh um, you know you're that's not a professional job you should be sitting at a computer and writing reports and, and making a lot of money uh, I don't know that sounds too simplistic as well uh, my dad's initial response is, what are you going to be, a bartender now? And maybe I am going to be a bartender now. Why are some jobs considered so noble and some not noble? For me, taking care of my fellow brother and sister in a bar, restaurant, or cafe setting is so close to just basic human camaraderie. Camaraderie, camaraderie, camaraderie of spirit. That feeling of... Just being part of the group. I love this sports bar because it fills a void for many people. That void of camaraderie. And you find it in if you join a sports team or if you join a club. But a lot of people have trouble finding that camaraderie. And this sports bar is the kind of place that is, is the closest thing we have to the pub. The public house. Bring... Come in, have a meal, come with your family, come by yourself, watch sports, don't care about sports, it doesn't matter. But it's really friendly and a lot of conversations occur. 
I work there on Wednesday, and I work a double, so I'll get there at 2.30 to set up, and I'll work from 3 in the afternoon till 1 in the morning when we close, and then I'll clean up. It's a really, really long day, but the hours of conversations that will occur, it's really amazing. Just to have that space to converse and talk freely with a few people. I mean, that's what the cafes have been in their prime, but now I go to cafes and laptop culture really hurts the spontaneity. And maybe it's a lot about spatially how it's set up because the bar has this long bar where people sit. They're meant to engage with each other, with the bartender, with the televisions. But when you're in a cafe, it's often a lot of small tables. People are in their isolated individual spots and they have their laptops set up in front of them and that camaraderie is less present. Now, when I was in New York City, I got to visit my brother's, the cafe. Uh, One of my brothers is a part owner and manager of the cafe. Another brother is, he works at the cafe. So I got to visit this cafe in Manhattan and Despite the laptops, there was enough of a culture of locals, and there were people who there were there looking for camaraderie and engagement. That we had a lot of nice conversations. So I guess, I guess it, what I want to think about today is camaraderie. I want to think about it on an individual level. Where do you find camaraderie? And does it seem that camaraderie charges a battery within us, some social battery, and maybe? We don't, maybe not everyone needs camaraderie. Maybe people really are some extreme loners, but most of us, we need that camaraderie. And they've done studies to show that in that space, like it, it does on a physiological level make us feel more relaxed. It does lower our stress hormones to joke and laugh and banter with other people. All right, let's take a 20 second break and be back for part two of this episode. My life be I was thinking about doing emotional health in the news episode today, but all my articles seem sort of depressing and eh, it's late summer. I wanted to keep it light, so I figured this is a better tact to go. But one of the main themes in a lot of the the, uh, emotional health in the news is isolation and loneliness. Isolation and loneliness. So if we look at the inverse of isolation and loneliness, is it camaraderie? How do we engender that camaraderie? How do we become stewards for building more camaraderie in our lives, in our relationships, in our families? Is it about joining clubs and teams? It is, about, is it about going to cafes and bars and just striking up conversations? Camaraderie. Camaraderie, how does it relate to isolation and loneliness? How does it relate to our some sort of social battery within us. 
can we take a look at our social battery and our camaraderie and how we're doing? Now, going back to that really thoughtful response that I got from one of my listeners, when he says, I find my place when I see children and when I see dogs. I enjoy the company of children and dogs. I guess somewhere someone might make a profession out of it and then make a meaningful livelihood. That's really beautiful. And this person is speaking about camaraderie. I think camaraderie with children and dogs. Sometimes you find camaraderie when you just sit with nature. Listen to the birds and the birds and the bees and the trees on the babbling brook. So we're touching on things. We're, we're, we're starting to, to figure out this landscape of human emotional health. Just trying to, to take apart these concepts a little bit and, and figure out how they can be broken down into very practical elements in our week-to-week and our month-to-month. I want to f- talk a little more about, when we talked about that meaning or a meaningful path, can having a great character to focus on just who you want to be allow us to reflect on character a bit. When we talk about character, we're talking about morals, virtues, qualities that remain consistent. Qualities that remain consistent. So I think it's possible to orient our lives towards good character. Some of these characteristics, empathy, courage, honesty, loyalty. You think about Ben Franklin. He basically very systematically tried to pursue good character as the foundation of a good life and he would he would make it a habit to keep track of these and work towards them every day and he would grade himself on his empathy and his courage and his honesty and his loyalty now ben franklin did many many projects devoted to society but he really focused on the character as 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 the foundational level, as his rudder, as as his compass. And as long as those characteristics were in place, good things would happen and he'd contribute to society and live a good life. So maybe there's the other way of looking at uh, meaningful or our place in the world. Maybe our place in the world is not a certain vocation or a job or even a physical, physical location, but it is a few qualities that we devote ourselves to. I'm going to be empathetic, courageous, and honest. You know, I'm going to write this on my wall today. Maybe on paper. And I'll stick it to my wall. Empathy, courage, and honesty. And I'm going to think about how I can devote myself to these. And think about them every day for a few weeks and see how a very character-based orientation can be foundational. We are little ships on the seas little ships on the seas and what is guiding our rudder what is guiding our compass what ports are we headed towards and if we don't have ports that we are really devoted towards achieving goal x y and z pursuing a b and c then how how do we where do we go It seems that even if we don't have long-term meaningful goals, there will be short-term goals. And if we can rely, we can find comfort in the fact that we are people of character. 
that we've devoted ourselves to a few meaningful human attributes, this can give us the confidence to be calm, the equanimity, the, to move forward, to progress. So some of our key words today are camaraderie. Camaraderie, camaraderie, how is our levels of camaraderie versus what we need? How is our social battery? That battery that makes us feel some kinship and some, some kindness and connection with fellow humans. And do we have an opportunity to steward those places? To contribute to those places, maybe we're not the bartender or the cafe manager, but we are a member who shows up to that bar or that cafe and, and contributes and connects with our fellow humans. How is that for our basic spirit? And then if we're calm and grounded, does that allow us opportunity to, to really thrive and, and be our utmost potential selves? And what does that look like? Are we oriented towards goals? Is our, how do we define our place in this world? How do we understand meaning? Is meaning about goals that we're aiming towards? Or is it about character? Is it about characteristics that we're aiming towards? And how do we make this part of our week to week? And can this help ground us and allow us to feel confident and strong and that we are living a good life and everything's going to work out as it's meant to work out? And that gets into a whole notion of faith and what do you mean by faith? And just faith on the simplest level might be just an acceptance of what is. And in understanding that if we do our part, that's all we can do. And then we just let the cards fall where they may. You could see I'm having trouble compartmentalizing some of these concepts and they bleed into each other. We're talking about meaning. We're talking about place. We're talking about camaraderie. We're talking about jobs. But that is the nature of life. It is churning it is chaotic it is not compartmentalized as much as we like it to everything bleeds into and affects everything else which again pushes us towards this notion of character this notion of character as fundamental i think i like this mm. i'm sensing a lot of good richness in this conversation and i apologize if at times these podcasts seem a little brainstormy, but this is my working out and trying to figure out these concepts and how they relate to each other, trying to figure out the foundation, the rudder, the compass of a good life. And I'm still troubled by this mixing of metaphors. This foundation seems so solid and the rudder and the compass seem so malleable, but directed malleable but directed perhaps that is something to that and let's not forget some of the basics some of the basic reminders let's take care of ourselves let's remind ourselves to stay hydrated to find some time to walk and to exercise and go for a little bike ride to give ourselves a little time to listen to the birds and the bees to cook some simple meals and to be calm and to trust that even if life seems overwhelming, as long as we're doing the best we can and try to keep living and learning, we're okay. On that, let's call it a week. 
let's call it a day and know that I'm thinking about you and trying to build this space of camaraderie and encouragement. And I hope you felt a little bit of camaraderie and a lot of encouragement today. Have a great day. Drop me a line if you feel like it. Keep positive, living and learning. Bye-bye. Thank you.